0: Hi, guys. It's springtime, maybe for some people, isn't it? (laughs) But what do we do in spring? Well, we sell our properties. More people come onto the market at this time of year than any other time of the year. Yeah, as we can see right now, we've only got 625 properties right across Fife, up for sale in Fife. Last year, 12 months ago, it was 1,200 properties, which means... There's a lack of supply. Now is the time to sell. Website activity is up 54% for us, 37% for Rightmove, 40% for Zoopla. So we've got lack of supply. We've got increased demand. There's a recipe for a mini boom. So we're going to talk about what it takes and what top tips you should be using to sell your house in spring. So on today's show, we've got um, Andrea
1: Morning. Hi Andrea, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you?
0: Uh, great stuff. Yeah, thank you. Um I'm Jimmy Mullen as well. So Jimmy, hi,
2: how are you? Good morning, guys. Um sun shining in Springfield, so uh good day, good start to the day. All right, so let's get over the show so we can get out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is key when you think about it. The things that we're going to talk about today is probably sharing some of our secrets. You know, we've got the blog in here anyway, and it tells you straightforward. You can read it yourself in four minutes. But the reality is this is opportunities for you as a viewer to sit and ask us questions which otherwise wouldn't be answered by an estate agent as to probing our secrets and how we can deliver the end result that you want, which is clearly more money than the home report, and also the circumstances which you want is to get your move-in date to coincide with that time. So we're going to talk about spring tips for 2021 and Fife, how to prepare and present your home for selling for this, this spring selling season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, spring is typically the time of year where it's the largest numbers of buyers start registering with estate agents to find their next home. With lockdown easing and the children returning to school, hurrah, (laughs) you'll be saying that, Jimmy, eh? hurrah, (laughs) we can look forward to the Easter and the summer. Uh, Family-friendly locations like Dunferman, Glenrothes-Leven, Cooper, Kirkoddy, East Nuke and St Andrews see a lot of property market activity, but there's no season quite like spring. Moods start to lift, days get longer and brighter. Thoughts begin to shift from indoor nesting to outdoor fun. The idea of a garden or terrace for summer in a new home goes from a dream to a thought into action. So while spring is traditionally a time more people are looking to their next home, it's also when more people are looking to sell their existing one, which means it's important to give yourself the best chance of capturing the attention and imagination of potential buyers, Fortunately, spring is one of the easiest times of year to maximise the chances of your sale without a major effort, because nature's on your side, from the sun in the sky to everything on the ground. So there's seven suggestions that we're going to talk about today to help you make the most of selling your home in spring. Andrea, what's the first suggestion that you would say? What's the first one on the list?
1: On your list or on my list? On <laughs>
0: Yeah, flower. I mean, flower power. Isn't flour.
1: It? Yeah,
0: definitely. You know, what, like. what do we mean by that? What do we mean by harness the power of the flower?
1: I think flowers always make people feel really welcome. You know, when you're out a walk and you see the, the spring bulbs beginning to push through the ground, you think, oh, it's fantastic. You know, and then you it's it's a learning experience. You can use it with your children, your grandchildren. What's that kind of flower? And then, you know, you can take that inside as well. You know, uh, have pots of, um, you know, crocuses and all sorts of things in pots or even fresh cut flowers. Um, from the from the local garage, you anything? your ninety nine pence bunch of daffodils is just enough to brighten up your family home. Effectively,
0: that's what it is, isn't it? I mean, that small amount of money, I mean, a couple of pounds in a vase in the middle of your home could make the fundamental difference in somebody's mindset when they walk into your kitchen or your dining room or your living room. That's the reality, you know. Just because mm-hmm. they see these flowers, it's it's we're all designed and we're all geared. Um, by we're conditioned, socially conditioned by adverts to suggest that spring is the time of year where we're you know running through the fields and enjoying ourselves, bouncing about and all that. See, Jimmy gets that feeling straight away when I talk about that. You know, um, you, you feel it deep down, don't you? You feel yeah. it within yourself, and if you can evoke that in somebody in a viewing, and then that's what gets them to make an offer. That's the reality. That's what gets them to want to stay there.
2: It's like the, in the in the adverts that you see, you always have, um, well, I'll say mum or dad now, mum or dad in the kitchen, putting the flowers in the bars while the kids come running through, playing in the back garden when the sun's shining and uh, painting the perfect picture, you know? I suppose that's what it's like when you're trying to show your home. And then, well. it's, then it's the
0: adverts you get for lawns and stuff like that. So people have got pure green lawns. They've got daffodils, they've got tulips, they've got bluebells, and it brings spring right to your front door, doesn't it? It's it's that first impression.
1: Yeah, I think the lawn's a really good uh, example that (laughs) I mean I've got I'm very happy to have an artificial lawn. It never needs cut. It's great for pets. Oh, you cheater. (laughs) I'm a cheater, but it was it was there when I bought the house and it was one of the selling points. Do you have I go yep. out and hoover it, yeah. But you don't need to cut it. <laughs> but one thing I would say is if you've got dogs and a lawn, a real lawn, and you're going to be selling your house, keep the dogs off the lawn for a while. Let the grass regrow because it will make a much better impression.
2: I think um, you've got to remember as well, if you're, if you're selling, a lot of people will do a drive-by off the area if they're unfamiliar with the area or just to confirm where the property is. So you never know. As soon as the day you're on the market or or with us, you do the pre-launch. You need to be you need to be ready and prepared that a buyer could drive past at any given time. That's effectively it, isn't it? You know, it's it's curb appeal.
0: The first thing yeah. it does. I mean, for everybody out there, what you don't know, and you maybe do it yourself, is when you see a property on the internet, sometimes you don't even contact the estate agent. All you do is you drive around and you have a look mm-hmm. at it from the side. That's another key point, and and I know it's not part of this, but that's another key point about why you put a for-sale board outside the front of your property. Someone said to me yesterday, it's like, well, you only put a board up to advertise your brand now. It's like, no, you don't. Because the reality is, people don't see your property, they'll just turn around and drive away. They'll think it's not up for sale. It gives them, for some people, it just gives them the wrong impression. It's like, well, well, it can't be up for sale, it's maybe a mistake. Or they can't find your house because your house looks exactly the same as every other house. Not everybody... Yeah. Not everybody can work that out, what the photograph and what your house looks like in
2: the street. Yeah, I think as well, um, some people might not even be looking at sort of the portals and some people might be driving down in a certain town, like let's just take one for an example, East Newt, they're driving past along along the front and they see a for sale board in the, in the window. They may be thinking, I've seen that house for 10 years. I don't need to be in the city now or I don't need to be where I am now. That's I want. I want that. And that also yeah. is a inference because they're not even looking on, on the portals, but they see the full board and the, the whole mindset and life just changes in a flash because they could have been looking at your property for years and you never even know it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's curb appeal. It's the impression people get when they look at photographs as well because they've got the flowers in bloom now. You know, it just gives them that visual impression that, you know, you love your home, so they're going to love your home as well. You know, Sarah Beaney talks about it quite a lot. She says, How on earth are you going to be able to sell a home to someone else if you don't love it yourself? That's the reality. That's what it comes down to. So continue. To continue the floral flow, place a fresh bouquet of flowers in the hallway, you know, on the table, on the dining room table, as I said, on the breakfast bar in the kitchen. While any bedraggled-looking window boxes, make sure you sort them out from last summer. Don't just leave them with overgrown moss and straggled. You know, you get the spider plants and it's like, oh, Weeded, you know, withered bits hanging off it, and that they, cut, get rid of these bits, you know, cut them off. the The, the, the plant's not going to complain, so don't worry about that. You know, <laughs> it doesn't. You do prune plants, um, so that's the reality. So that's the flower power. That's the harness. The whole thing. The first impression is people see your property from the front, and they just go, "Wow, I'm going to love this house." A, a couple of pot pot plants as well, eh, at the front door. You know, just invest, nip down to B and Q you know and invest in a couple of pot, pot plants with flowers you know stick them at your front door and it's just a
2: welcome for you to walk through the door yep i think that's why i managed to get get my house actually is because the, the drive was um stone chipped um but there was grass coming up all between the all between the stones because they just hadn't raked it and and put some more stones on it and got rid of it and people was not um, That's quite another
0: good idea Jimmy what you just said. I mean even to get um, a, a few a bag of stones um, and 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 then remix them into your existing stones uh, to just give them a fresh up, and also to weed or just put weed killer down because yeah. uh, better than better than no weeding at all is is weed killer obviously. But but if you don't want to do that then weed your drive, you know weed between the cracks all the rest of it. Just give that first impression when you come in the front door. So yeah. as Marie Kwando says, uh, clear out your cupboards, your closets, your clothing, your clutter. Um, while you do this, make sure you clean those odd little spaces oh. that you never noticed before. Behind the chest of drawers, above the wardrobe, the cupboard under the stairs, and see for yourself just what a difference it makes. Decluttering really gives us a palatable sense of order. Well, I was ringed the other day at uh, in St. Andrews, and we talked about new buildings. And we talked about the, the Lalandes and, and, you know, it were up there and the conifers as well. And we said, you know, when you take these away and almost like decluttering your garden, you've recovered about two meters right yeah. around the whole perimeter of the property. Yeah. And so, so when you put that into perspective, wow, that's got some amount of land. I mean, that's got a closing date for next Friday. I think there's, there's about 20 viewers lined up to view that property and that's going to go for a good price. You know, I think everybody's going to be happy in that transaction.
2: Yeah, yeah, but they certainly will. But what I would say let's just say your cupboard space as well. People would expect you to your cupboard to have stuff in it. So people always say, "Oh, I've got so much stuff in my cupboards," blah 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 blah. But ultimately, your that's your home, so you still got to live there. But yeah. you got, what you got to do is make it neat and tidy so that people can see that the space that you do have, you can utilize it and use there. Um, unless unless you're like me and you you put everything in the cupboard and you close it. <laughs> yeah that's what
0: nobody opens that. it because it'll all fall out <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: yeah. foam. that's
1: normal we're <laughs> not we're
2: not selling anytime soon but uh, yeah. that is uh that is how our cupboards is that you just need to be prepared for everybody because you do have those people that are you have viewers that are just they just they fall in love with the first thing they see but you see other people that are that are picky and Look at the finer details and want to knock on all the balls or test all the handles and stuff like that. um Obviously, not now with COVID, but that is, you do have viewers like that. So you need to be making sure that you just leave no stone unturned to give yourself the best chance, really. Yeah. I mean, as is declutter, isn't it,
0: Andrea?
1: Yeah, I would also say that, you know, while you're decluttering, just have a screwdriver or something handy to tighten up the hinges on the cupboard doors. If they're, if somebody tries to open it and the drawer falls off its runner or the cupboard falls off its hinge, um, it's not, not a great start. So And it yeah. don't, it'll only take a few minutes and it, it doesn't need a degree in mechanical engineering to tighten up a few screws. Kitchen
0: doors do it for me. I was round at somebody's property the other day just doing a viewing and I noticed the kitchen door was rubbing against the other one.
1: Mm-hmm. So I had
0: to get I had to get the I had to get the knife out of the drawer and actually adjust it. <laughs> just to get it straight so it closes yeah. perfectly and there's no rubbing. And then I looked round the whole perimeter and said, is that all square to everything else and the way that door sits? I mean <laughs>
1: that's getting yeah. out
0: that is an nth degree, but when you think about the reality is some people, like me, probably focus on that. Yeah,
1: well, it's like an OCD thing. It's the same if the car somebody's uh, got one of these carpets that when you take the hoover over it, it leaves the lines on it. I hate seeing lines on a carpet, I know it means it's been hoovered, but you then see all the footprints on it. So I don't know whether a, a carpet with lines on it is a good sign or not.
0: <laughs> I like we've it, had the, we've, we've had the song. lawnmower over it. <laughs> 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 So, what? wait a minute, hold it, Andrea. What, so what you're saying is you hoover your grass, but you mow your carpet.
1: Carpets, yep.
0: <laughs> so it's flipped round then. So we're wanting stripes, stripes on the carpet, but we don't know about, okay, we'll, we'll leave that there. Um, so it really is about decluttering, isn't it? You know, that's the that's the key thing and just walk around. And, you know, you've lived in the house for a long time yourself, the reality is. So you, you don't know that the house is probably cluttered. But, but when you look around and you have a fresh pair of eyes from your estate agent, when they walk around and you ask them for the, tr- the honest truth, you know, they'll tell you straight away. I mean, or we tell you straight away. It's like, well, well the, the, the worktop, you know, when you're getting a view and take the stuff off the worktop, all the stuff that you use from day to day, because not, you'll not necessarily need all these things, but it just makes it look like there's no activity space to do anything. Um, And I know you want to do that, but the other person might not want to do that anyway. So they just want to know where they can prepare food, they can plate food, they can, you know, they can put their their dirty dishes later on. They just want to know if that works for them. Um, The ergonomics of the whole thing, really, that's what it comes down to.
1: I think if people see a a cluttered area, then they'll think that, there isn't enough space in the property. So if the people that are living there at the moment are struggling to find space for stuff, then how would it work for them?
0: Yeah. So this brings me nicely onto one one of the other things is fruity freshness. You know, a Mm. large, well-stocked bowl of colourful seasonal fruit in the coffee table of the kitchen worktop as a quick, (laughs) fixed centrepiece and an additional benefit as being a delicious to look at. Um, A basket of veggies in the kitchen tells uh, viewers that the real cooking happens here. Um, whether that's family or friends. Uh, I mean, contemporary plants like ZZ, Jasmine, Peace Lilies and succulents in more <laughs> modern pots, um, minimalist, with white and concrete grey, I would say, and mysterious tones, maybe the pot, uh, can add a touch of life and Instagram hip because everybody's, everybody's judging when they go around, don't they? You know, that's the reality. It's just to give that that impression and if you've got things like if you've got an old banana it's fusty in the corner you know it's not going to look great it just gives the wrong impression because i always say to a lot of a lot of sellers like you don't want anything to to detract the buyer from the the fact that they're around to see the property yeah so having moldy fruit in a bowl is really going to you know they're just going to start talking about that that's the thing they're going to remember possibly they're not going to remember the fact that your kitchen was wow they're going to walk in and go. There was about three bananas decaying in the corner in different seasons, you know, or or you know the you know things like that. And the the classic the spider plants were like they were just withering away in the corner on the yeah. windowsill. That's what a lot of people often do, don't they? They just put the they put the plant on the windowsill and, and, and that's it. They just leave it to fend for themselves. <laughs>
1: the spider plants are very seventies, though, weren't they? I remember people cutting off the long dangly bits and then repotting them to get even more spider plants.
0: <laughs> what can I say? I'm a seventies kind of guy.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Bring back disco. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, fruity freshness. Where, you know, what's your what's your top tips
2: as well, Jimmy? Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, it's key to keep it fresh and bright and add a bit of colour, but. The key thing is, if you're gonna do it, you either need to do it and do it properly, or don't do it at all, because you don't want to leave it there and then, as you say, get them distracted from actually what they're meant to be doing there, and that's viewing the property. So you either yeah. do it or don't do it at all. Basically, is my advice. I mean, looking at your plants as well, just wipe them down with a bit of cotton wool and warm water.
0: You know, just to make sure that all that dust off the, you know, off the, you know, you get people with rubber plants and they've got years and years of dust yeah. on the on the whole thing. It's uh, and it, and it just looks it just looks saying It also gives the impression distinctly that you probably didn't look after and tidy your house. You know that's coming back to the make sure everything's oh, dust free to a to degree. I'm not saying I'm not saying perfect. You know your house is not need to be sterile, so didn't didn't get that impression at all. It's just the first impressions when someone walks in the door for the first time. Uh, you know a classic as well when I go around to a lot see a lot of customers is when I walk in the door I just go wow wow, wow, that's brilliant, that's brilliant, that's fantastic, that's beautiful. And then they go, but what be this, what be that, and what about this? And I thought, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I didn't notice that at all because I was too busy looking at everything else. It was fantastic. But they don't realise, they don't focus on that anymore. They focus on the wee small things, which almost are incidental to a degree. So don't get too carried away. Don't get too carried away with cleaning your house from top to bottom. It doesn't need to be perfect. There are circumstances that people understand you've got to live in it. If you've got a family of five children, you know, it's yeah. going to be a better challenge to actually keep that tidy all the time. So that's <laughs> not going to be a rally. I, again, I had the comment yesterday when I went around to see somebody in St Andrews. It's like, they talked about Armat Place and they went, and they said about Armat Place and they went, well, ours isn't there like that because <laughs> Armat Place is like a catalogue house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they were apologising before he even got in the door for their house. Yeah. And then when I walked around their house, it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. There was nothing wrong it's like but they that. they didn't see it like that and yeah i thought it was absolutely fantastic so it's it's nice to have a fresh pair of eyes to give you that first impression to to let you understand what it'll be like for a viewer for the first time
2: yeah i say that to people all the time as well is that um you got to find the right balance obviously you want it clean tidy um good curb appeal but you want it to feel like a home as well so yeah um because ultimately, that is 99% of the time, unless it's an investment, uh, it's going to be someone else's phone. So they need to get that warm, fuzzy feeling when they walk through the door, probably like they did, and um, when they purchased the property. So to keep it neat, tidy, wipe down the, desk the dust of dust, it's going to give the best chance of that happening. Yeah.
0: I mean, James is on this morning. Good morning, James. How are you? Uh, James is an investor. He does property innovation. He also he's a landlord as well. So it makes absolute sense that these tips would apply to rental property as well. You know, when people are coming around to view a property for renting, you know, it's top tips for, for them. Uh, if, uh, often in areas where some of the houses where, oh, nobody really wants to stay there, if your property is immaculate inside, you'll find that a lot of people are not really bothered about the area because hardly anybody speaks to anybody else anyway in most, m- most of the streets. So why would they bother? They just want a nice, beautiful house to live in and feel comfortable in their environment. So it applies to the rental property market as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, if people are seeing um, photos and stuff on on the listing or coming around of a rental property that is pristine, they're going to be thinking, "Wow, the landlord looks after his tenants here and takes pride on his properties. This is someone that's going to look after me if something does go wrong uh, and be there for me and provide a good, good property. Reason, that's exactly right, Jimmy. You hit the nail
0: on the head when it comes to that. You know, if if you as a landlord look after your property and present it in a certain way, you'll attract the right type of tenant as a result of that. Therefore, you know you're going to get a better let. You're going to get a person that's going to look after your property more because you've given it. If you give them an old tatty property in the beginning to move into, they're just going to they're not going to be respectful towards it because that's what you've given them. If you give them something really good at the beginning, then and and you know they will look after it as a result, and you'll attract the right person because of the
2: photographs that you get you know, on the on the internet as well when you're showing it. Exactly. I mean, spending an extra couple of pounds in here could be the difference between getting a tenant that stays in there for a year or a tenant that stays in there for five years and looks after it, you know? Um, so it's worth going that extra mile for your tenants.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jim James actually says, uh, the difference uh, is my houses are they're empty for photo shoots and haven't tried staging. Uh, James, I'll be honest, in all the years I've been doing property rental in the 30 years, uh, I've never staged a house like that and put furniture in and then took it back out. I've just shown people uh, new carpets, fully decorated, nice kitchens, fitted appliances, so, and you know are fitted in like oven hob extractor, stainless steel. Um, it's uh, and 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 fresh and clean. That's the that's the reality. That's what people want to see. And then it follows up when they walk around it. We're going to talk about the other things in this is the the smells, the emotive smells that they get when they walk in the door, but we'll talk about that. So we're going to talk about colour depth next. So dark-painted rooms are very in at the moment. You know, the grey thing is in just now. And people still expect to have enough daylight to make them appealing, especially in the springtime. If your room is giving more gloom than glam, consider repainting at least one wall in a light tone. It doesn't have to be white. It could be a softer off-white. Um, And it will look more up to date and not jar as so much as darker walls on the room. I've walked into some rooms and it's been purple all the way around. And it's like, well, well, the first impression when you walk in um, is, yeah, it looks good because the naked eye does that. When you take a photograph, purple rooms just didn't go down well when you'd show it. So it's quite challenging to actually get that to show in the right way. So it is a case of, you know, you might want to just do one feature wall in a lighter color to do that. I mean, if you can add mirrors to reflect back light um, and resting, a well, even resting a door-sized mirror, you know, on, or against a wall, it's a very happening look just now where people just come and just look at themselves top to bottom before they walk out the door. Um, and it tells the buyer, this room has space. Um, and, and, you know, that's the sort of the tips as well. I mean, the colour and the depth, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that, Andrea?
1: While dark colours can work on a feature wall, I think you have to be really careful about how much, how many bits of furnishing you've got in it, um, how you position your paintings, uh, how much light is coming into the room. Oh, your phone's just fallen out. Um, how much light's coming into the room, and you know, and what the colour is. I mean, you might really like a purple. <laughs> Purple's not everybody's favourite colour, and. Some people just want to be able to move into a house and not do anything for a while. When I moved into this house, actually, the wall behind me had black wallpaper with bright pink big flowers on it. And I I got the keys at five o'clock and I stripped the paper off by six o'clock. So (laughs) Um, probably people coming in wouldn't like the wallpaper that I've got on there now, but I like it. And that's what matters to me. But, um, you know, I think keep it bright, keep it sensible. especially if you're intending and selling the house when you're decorating just make it something that's going to be appealing to a lot more people
0: I once walked into a house and it was completely painted black top to bottom including the kitchen and the appliances and the (laughs) floors and I thought what's going on here and he says well my wife accused me of the house being dirty one day and black so he says I painted the hopeless black and says well it's black now isn't it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i still i still sold
1: the house though <laughs> yeah I, I think if you've got the, the fresh the fresh paint smell will always go down well it's a bit like fresh tar or fresh creosote. um but you know if you've got white painted woodwork make sure it's not a dingy yellow color um yeah. You know, make it nice and bright and fresh. If you've got stairs in your house, quite often you'll get a little crack down the side of the stairs where the stringer attaches to the wall. Make sure that's, um you've put some filler in that, some caulk freshly painted. Because when people are going up the stairs, I look at things like that. And, I, you know, I, the, I get
0: it completely. I go back to yesterday. I walked around, I walked in the bathroom and the bath panel where it met the tiles, the tiles were actually... They'd all been they'd all been obviously broken to fit.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, and it, there was no there was no sealer there, so it just looked like it was half finished. And yeah. I said, You probably need to just put a put a bit of um silicon in there just to seal that. And he says, Well, funny enough, we had the actual we had the panel off because there was a small leak in the under the bath. And I went, Yeah, I get it straight away. But I noticed it straight away as soon as I walked in the bathroom, and yet the bathroom was pristine, it was mm-hmm. beautiful. They had just done a conversion two or three years back, you know, so it was really nice. Um, but it was the first thing I saw when I walked in the door and I thought, and it just gave me that impression if that's what that's like, is there anything else like that? Yeah,
2: you got to be careful and ultimately um, sellers or landlords out there when you're going around giving them advice like that you just got to be um, not take offence to it because ultimately we're there to get you sold and get you into your dream home or the place that you want to go as well so um, just take the advice on board because at the end of the day we're there to give you advice and help you get to where you want to be, I would just say it's a careful thing to do they, about that. Yeah. I had some
1: yeah,
0: I had somebody that mm-hmm. felt offended when I went round in mm-hmm. east Newt. They felt really offended because I pointed out certain things, but it was like, no, I only pointed them out because that's what's probably going to come up on your home report. I mean, yeah. the property was of a certain age, therefore it had inherent woodworm, which is obviously not uh, active anymore, but the woodworm was still there, the holes they don't disappear. It's not like your teeth and they fill up again. Um, the wood the holes were still there. Um, so as a result, I just says, look, you've got inactive I'm there. It'll come up on a home report. And she felt that I was actually criticising the house. And I was yeah. like, no, 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 I'm just telling you it's going to come up in the home report. That's all to give you the right advice so you know and prepare yourself for that. But it shouldn't affect the valuation of your property if you've got a certificate to say it's been sprayed. Because um, nobody will bother about it. But it is one thing that frightens a lot of buyers off sometimes when they see that remark on a home report. It says... You know, had evidence of wood borer infestation from several years ago. Make sure there's active certificates in place, and it's like every, some people run for the hills. And it's like, no, 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 that's a standard. That's almost like a cut and paste that they put in for every single property of a certain
2: age on a home report, isn't it? Yeah, home report. um I was actually speaking to um guys at Shepherds uh, a few days ago about um, someone. Someone had a few questions about the home report, but home reports, if um, property is a certain age or a certain style, they have certain paragraphs that they need to have in the home report if it is a certain age or, or if there is certain, certain something at the property. So um, yeah. it's not that it's a criticism, it's that that is the law and they need that for their just
0: Reflective, Just reflective of the current position of the property, but, but it's up to your estate agent to make sure they're savvy enough to actually, to word that in a certain way to the buyer in order to let them understand that's not as it's not as um, frightening as it, as that statement says yeah. um, and it, that's our job that's what we do you know so colour and depth i think we've explored that and getting the right things and the door mirrors to reflect back and probably actually just open the curtains a bit more to let more natural light in and if you if you've got if you've got for example if you've got um the net curtains i um, possibly even consider taking the net curtains down because they do uh, act as it's almost like the fog you know, when the sun's out, the fog just makes the place look a bit dimmer. Um and it's exactly the same experience when you get in, and you've got net curtains um on a window. Um it's great for privacy, but not great for the impression that people get when they first walk in the room if it's if it's a bit darker. Uh, and and actually keep all the lights on as well, even during the day. That's another top tip. Yeah, I would say that yeah, um, of-
2: sorry,
0: Sandra.
1: I would say, and if the sun goes away, if it's out while you're viewing a house and sun goes away <laughs> and you don't have the lights on, you say, oh, who put the lights
0: right. out? <laughs> I've often walked out the back as well and my, my reaction lenses have actually turned dark. So when I've walked back into the house, I've went, somebody put the, somebody put the lights out here. It's like, no, <laughs> I'm still waiting for my glasses to change back. <laughs> So, I mean, that takes us nicely to things like, um, you know, NABA newspaper. I mean, newspaper, it's not just for property advertising. The internet's obviously your friend for that. But if your uh, winter rain-spattered windows um, are, are, are covered in dirt, then really a spring vibe is all about cleaning and the, and the ping in every area. So get the newspaper and vinegar. I mean, this is an old trick from years and years ago, but it was like, we're not going to go down to the shop and pay a fortune to buy a cleaner um, from the shop. It's like, we'll just get a newspaper and we'll get a bit of vinegar um, or your local window cleaner to polish your windows to a high shine and inside, um, and make sure your mirrors are likewise are dust free, streaks and baby uh, baby fingerprints to give you a smooth, glistening look to your home. Is there any other things that we should explore on that? You know about you know the the mirrors and the windows and the the, the
2: everything. I think the key one there is there is uh, just if you've got children, trust me. Um, if you if you have got fingerprints and stuff like that on your on your windows and your mirrors, no one's gonna criticize you for that because you got children because well trust me i know well everybody <laughs> will know how hard it is um but um to, just for that first impression and car that we keep going back to curb appeal but it will make a it will make a difference um but as i said no one will take offense to it because you got um a couple of handprints on the windows or what is the thing that they normally do oh, on the windows and stuff like that <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's because they copy their dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and one of the other ones is light switches. I would say, you know, clean your light switches. Mm-hmm. Does, yeah, and, yeah. You know, uh, light switches often get a wee bit ingrained, so it's best to take a wee bit maybe a, a wee brillo pad or something like that. If that's what you call it, the wee wire pads, and then just not take a wet of, one. I uh, <laughs> well, no, I, um, Well, just a damp one, a damp one, and just rub it down to just get it, get it clean again. Just get these wee fingerprints off. And then your doors as well, you know, on your door handles, either side of the handle itself, um, you've often got marks where people have just opened the door continuously over time. Instead of actually going for the door handle, they've just used it either top or bottom of the door handle itself.
1: Yeah. yeah. A great, I find the big wipes are really good for, for getting small marks off walls. And, you know, it, it doesn't work on bio, but it does, you know, just sort of like the scuff marks, maybe from yeah. shoes yeah. or feet or anything like that.
0: Uh, and other things as well. If you've got stainless steel um, uh, ovens, extractors, anything like that, the top tip, the cleaners, the cleaners, glistening one, or even a stainless steel sink, and you think it's not just pristine, is to touch a wee bit of baby oil on 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 paper. You know, i So it's a it's basically a kitchen roll, a wee bit of baby oil, and just give it a nice wipe with baby oil. Just a just a, an initial, um, just a wee. Um, I'm not really sure what you call it. Um, just a, a, a top surface of it,
1: oh, and it yeah, takes yeah.
0: all your streaks away on your on your stainless steel. So it makes Maybe. it look pristine for the viewing. You get your get your stripes again, Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. it, it effectively <laughs> takes all that away. I mean, it is it's a fantastic tip, and and I've you know I've learned that from cleaners from years ago when they used to go on to do cleans on new homes. It's the first thing they would do with the with the stainless steel appliances. To get all the streaks out, they would just put a, a wee bit of baby oil and then just wipe it in with a, with a duster. And uh, and it brings it up glistening. So if anybody's watching,
2: try that now and you'll be amazed. You're um, right, right though, because people clean. You can tell people that I clean stuff sometimes, but you can just see the marks where they've cleaned it. You know what I mean? So you can see it's yep. clean, but you have the marks there. Or you've used a cleaner on your
0: product, um, on your actual appliance, and, and it's ruined it. It's actually it's it's burnt it a wee bit, the burnt the surface, and you'll never get it back again. And the baby the baby oil trick actually restores that back to its gloss and look. Um, so it's a do nice you remember, thing
1: to do. you remember drying off that newly cleaned floor in uh, Amsterdam? I think it was Jim or some <laughs> moment, somewhere. <laughs> you were live on video cleaning the floor. <laughs> do
0: it, hey, do what it takes. You know, if that's what it is. I've you know, we've often talked about this before. Tidying up people's dirty washing, <laughs> putting all in the basket, you know, pairs of pants and stuff like that. <laughs> Aye, if, it, if it gets the house sold, it gets the house sold. That's it. Nobody wants to walk into a bedroom or, you know, wherever it is and mm-hmm. actually see all these things lying about. So, you know, if we can help out and, and do that, I've even taken dirty dishes and put them all in a, and then put them into a cupboard. Thank goodness nobody opens a cupboard. <laughs> 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 and then just put them in the cupboard in the bowl and then taking them back out and then just put them back in the sink again. Uh, I've often you know done all that and cleaned up and then taking the washing in you know stuff like that. so get the basket, take the washing and it's dry, stick it in the laundry and, uh, and and that's it done. It's anything to make it happen and let people see how good the property is. I mean that brings me on to the fabric conditioning and I mean conditioning, not condition or. So fabric conditioning, if your curtains or blinds look in need of help hoovering with a handheld high high power vacuum can take a lot of surface dust off. This is a big thing as well, isn't it? For people with big, heavy curtains, they'll usually leave a lot of surface dust on them. And and, and it will actually give a surprisingly good result um, on both wooden blinds as well and uh, heavy drapes. Uh, Any drab looking washable curtains uh, really should be laundered. Um, dried, ironed, and rehung. And I know it takes a bit of time to do that, but it's worth the effort just to give that impression. It could mean the difference between somebody making an offer and not making an offer, just because of something so simple as that. It could make the difference between somebody offering you five or ten thousand pounds more. And it's like, wait a minute, you're going how long are you gonna take to do that? So and this is how I think as an accountant previously, and, and I, as a numbers guy. Okay, so you're at this point in time if you do these certain things whatever it is, it will take maybe a day. It will take 10 hours, say. So if it takes you 10 hours and you could possibly get an extra £10,000 on your end result for your property, you've just paid yourself £1,000 an hour. I wouldn't mind another thing. I wouldn't mind a £1,000 an hour. So- that's the because- logic, that's how I look at it. That's how I look at things. It's the time, it's the reward that you would get as a result and you have effectively, if that's the result, you're paying yourself a thousand pound an hour. Who wouldn't you want to a thousand pound an hour? Who wouldn't?
1: Right. Who you wouldn't, wouldn't want
0: a thousand pound an hour? Aye, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not put your hand up, Andrea. So see when it comes no, to salary reviews. I, wa- I would
1: want. I would want a thousand pound an hour. Not wouldn't. <laughs> I well, was who going would to say want a thousand
0: pound an hour. Yeah, yeah. Really see sure if I can go back to living on thousand pound an hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say there that um, you know in days gone by, you maybe remember it, Jim. Um, not from maybe from your young childhood that some people would actually have a winter set of curtains uh, for their properties and they would go you know as soon as it turned to autumn time the, the summer stuff would come down and the heavy winter curtains would go up the darker cushion covers would go on the rugs would get changed and um, I think that reflects more back to uh, drafty windows. I and think
0: it's more back to did you live in a stately home at some point in time, Andrea? <laughs> <laughs> it's like was there a big house, you know? house by any chance in a huge fireplace? that was the size of somebody's living room. Is that where your backgrounds come from?
1: And the servants changed the curtains for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you rang a bell to get service every ding day ding. from the room that you were
2: in. I, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> I, I was in a lovely home on uh, in in Levin, actually. Uh this week and they still had they needed restored but they had um, a ringer for the old servants and one other thing and it had a little bell and the and the and the oh, they had the bell in uh in the dining room for the servant to to come in uh make them their tea and stuff like that it was quite quirky it was awesome actually i went to yeah. lord and lady elgin's house lord and lady elgin for anybody
0: that knows are descendants of robert the bruce and uh, they live just outside Kirkcaldy and in this big stately manor. And I'll tell you what: the fireplace—I could literally fit my living room in it. <laughs> 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 and I just sat there and went, "Wow, wow, wow!" And and it was it was some experience, I'll tell you. And then they talked about like, "Oh, when we take everybody out for shooting, and we take the dogs out for it, uh, it's like the dogs are like big hound of the bastard." Just yeah. <laughs> like oh, my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, but i tell you what this was some house absolutely brilliant um i was lucky enough to meet sir tom farmer as well which was a, a nice. great experience for me to to meet somebody one of my one of my idols from uh, from younger uh, i looked up to um the, anybody knows uh, sir tom farmer uh, was the founder of quickfit um the empire the um uh, motor empire OK, so um, fabric for your curtains, I mean, that's really key there um, to, to do all that as well. And I think as well, when I talk about fabric conditioning, um, I talk about um, the the um, smells as well that you have in your house. I mean, it's key when you think about the logic of this is, is what do you smell when you first walk in the door? Um, so my top tip is go down to home bargains and get these wee three pack air fresheners, the jelly air fresheners. You get them for about a pound, maybe 79 pence or whatever it is. And you just take the peel them off and stick them at the back of your doors so no one sees them. It is the easiest trick in the book. Um, And you put them at the back of everything. You put one in every room. And when somebody walks in, the first impression, I mean, what impression do you get when you watch a fabric softener advert for lavender? It's spring, isn't it? Relaxing
1: as well. Lavender's relaxing.
0: It's spring. It's all these things. And lemon fresh. You know, the talk about it on the television, um, it's the classic. It's all these little things that condition us socially into thinking in certain ways so we can use that to our benefit when we set up a house for, or or anybody sets up a house for a viewing. You know, you can put all these things in place to get
2: somebody. Jimmy, what's your thoughts? Yeah, when you say setting up a house, um, as an agent, my what I like to do is is guide them around the house and ultimately end up in the, the feature room or the, what i would say the selling point of the house whatever that be the the back guard back garden or the lounge with the with a feature fireplace or one of the bedrooms which has the the best view so that's where i want to end up so having the air freshener and say that room so they get the smell they get the, the one of the key selling points of the house is,
0: is yeah. key the key is no, not to not to do an air freshener so overpowers them when they walk in the door. Yeah, you know, well, for some people, yeah. right, for some people, it's like you're you're coughing and spluttering, and it's like you're almost suffocating um, because they've just sprayed it and and it's all going into your lungs. You know that's effectively what's happening. So you know, make sure it's something you've got there. I mean, uh, you know, a lo- I've seen a lot of viewers do scented candles as well. Yeah,
2: you know, it's yeah. a nice,
0: wee, it's a nice wee thing. Just a scented candle, even in even in a bedroom or that on a sideboard or something. Probably are well, you're taking people around on the viewing and it, and it just eludes that smell you know the, the cinnamons or the uh, lavenders as i said or the just the freshness it, it gives that distinct impression i would love to live here you know that's that sort of thing and it, and it and it all ties into all the emotions that you've been conditioned over a period of time as i said from television programs from property renovation programs uh, to say that if you smell these smells and if you see these things, then then that gives you the distinct impression somebody's made an effort on this house. You know, you said it yourself, Andrea. Paint. A huge, I mean, literally, you could just can <laughs> of paint and waft the smell around the house. You could probably even get an aerosol. It's the smell of paint, and just spray it. <laughs> You it's like the car
1: air freshener,
0: new car smell. <laughs> I was going to say that. That's exactly what popped into my head is exactly what you said, Andrea, is the car salespeople, they don't actually sometimes clean the car. They've got a new car smell at the spray into the car, into the footwells and that. So when you get your car for the first time, they spray it in just before you're about to get it. So you get in and go, oh. It's new, and it's like, well, it's <laughs> not really, it's same on, but you think it's new.
1: I, I was going to say, we used to have one of those automatic air fresheners, you know, that would just squirt it out every sort of half an hour or whatever, but I had to get rid of it, because every time I passed it, and it would go off suddenly, it would scare the life out of me, especially at night.
0: To make, I think they're just designed to make more money at you. You know, it's like like your refrigerator, um, your refrigerator, this this is me and my high horse about costs. (laughs) And I'm really geeky about this. Um, My refrigerator has a filter in it for the water, but it's on a timer every six months to say that you're going to have to change it. But the reality is the amount of water we drink out the refrigerator that uses the filter is very minimal over that six month period. So why do I need to change it? Because it tells me, so when you think about it, if there's millions of people around the world with the same filter, and every six months it's telling you to change it, even though you don't need to. How much money are they making just for old rope? You know, that's the reality. Yeah. Just because they put on timer. So I'm not a big fan of, of, you know, you've got to have it done then, you've got to have it done then. It's like your car. It's like you've got a, you've got a classic car, okay? Uh, you get it MOT, you get it serviced, and then, the, then it sits in the garage and you take it out a couple of times. Um, maybe for a drive. And you love it and you look after it and it almost becomes an obsession and a collector's item. You don't really want to take it out. It's just something you can sit in and a and, and and do something with. You know, it's a hobby. But a year later, the garage sends you an invitation, says, by the way, your car needs a service. It's like, well, I've only had it for 20 miles in a year. Why do I need a service? Oh, because we say so. And it's like, well, wait a minute. thats that That's social conditioning. So, you have to think about is that cost necessary? You know, that's that. These are the sort of these. Are, how did we get on this?
1: I had no idea. <laughs> Fresh car smell, I think it was. I, anyway, know that. I was going to say quite an <laughs> important thing. Way out thing. there.
0: Hello, the train left the station and I went on a journey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, go, just going back to um, having your house smelling nice, I would say that one of the important things to remember is if you're a pet owner, whether it's dogs, cats, bearded dragons or whatever, some flowers and some of these plug-in air fresheners are completely toxic to your pets. Yeah. So think really carefully about which ones you get.
0: Yeah. I mean, James Watson actually says it quite well. He's got a bread maker for viewings. Talk oh. So he just, he'll probably just take it Go round. I think this is what you do, James. And you just stick the bread maker in, <laughs> chuck, it on its, chuck it on its cycle. And by the time you've finished all your viewings for that day, oh, I've got bread. <laughs> so you've got it's your, two, ones. Ones. Uh, two maybe, jobs at once.
1: He's maybe got Paddy Murphy from Canberra Green making doing all the viewings.
0: <laughs> Jimmy, uh, you're, you're way over Jimmy's head. <laughs> Jim, Jim has no idea who you're talking about, but camelot oh. green. You <laughs> don't know what you're missing. Truncton, Jimmy? Anybody? Pew Pew, Barley McGrew, Cuphead Double Grub?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Captain right Snort overhead.
1: from Pippin Fort. <laughs> no.
0: Finger Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Wooden Chops. Cool. Mary Mungo and Midge.
1: Yes, Yeah
0: all <laughs> uh, Let's not get sidetracked. Okay. So, I mean, you know that is is key, and you know, it is the, all these wee things. Even the shops, when you think about it, actually, the big supermarkets employ um people actually to put centres. You know, just like what you said about automatic sense, it actually mm-hmm. set off Im- immediately when people are in certain areas of the supermarket, and it's to it's to be quite a motive. So, I'm not. I didn't think they would ever do it at the fish counter, to be honest.
1: <laughs> or the nappy area. I think that just <laughs> the
0: right, yeah? Although, I mean, when you think about the logic of this, and this is off the beaten track, um, fish aren't meant to smell. They only smell because it's gone off. So the very fact that your fish is smelling fishy means it's maybe been kept for quite a long time. Because, in, in in essence, it's not really meant to be a strong smell at all. Um, so, it, you know, it's just a, it's just one of these things I've picked up over time in that um, useless information trail, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I, and the trick, um, James actually says it, that's the trick, a range of viewing uh, around the same time, bread makers baking, surely a few people would show interest and offers being made. Um, you know, as a top tip, we might actually just uh, go, on, go on and order a whole load of bread makers <laughs> 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 and then yeah. we could just bring the bed back to the office and then just yeah. have our have lunch. Lunch. <laughs> we can only
1: do a few in
0: the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, we'll have to time it so we can get the right timer as well, just to make that coincide. Um, but ultimately, it's also planned for the worst. I mean, after all, really, it's Britain, isn't it? Um, crisp and sunny uh, spring days are emin- eminently possible and utterly delightful, but we also get a lot of rain, uh, which means there's a chance of dirty shoes, Um, from your own running around the park to getting caught in a shower uh, to the day of walking in the woods. Um, It's wise to plan for every eventuality, um, which means having somewhere your viewers can wipe their feet. Um, Oh, it's a big thing for me. See, when I walk into a house and there's no doormat, and it's Mm. like I feel really uncomfortable with the fact that I say, look, I'm going to take my shoes off. And they're going, no, 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 it's all right. Don't take your shoes off. And I'm like, "I, I just can't go around your house with your beige carpets on Knowing that I've not wiped my feet and that yeah. might, I might, you know, because it's just a thing for me. So it's not about how you feel as a seller sometimes, it's more about how you make the buyer feel as well. So leave their shoes and hang their coats and umbrellas at the door so they're not walking around with them. If you've got a vestibule, you know, just say, I'll oh, just put it in there, just, you know, whatever. Even even have your foot covers. I mean, we have foot covers for certain houses as well. You know, when we do have that situation, we just pull the foot covers out the car and just leave a whole load of them. Um, I did it on Apple Tree Cottage in uh, Upper Largo. Um, I do it on another few properties as well. Um, it's just part of what I do. Um, heavy duty foot covers, not your wee flimsy things. Uh, and you can e- easily get them. You could order them next day delivery, actually, off of uh, All Good online stores. I'm not <laughs> going to say who that one is. <laughs> that, that one, it lives in the jungle um, and their shoes are hanging on coats and umbrellas and you could actually buy it possibly from your local trader if they've got something like that, although it'll not be something you would keep all the time, I suppose. But I tell you what, if we keep asking them for all the time, they'll probably stock them. So doing this right will show every potential buyer just how well your house copes with the everyday essentials. Seemingly simple, yet often hard realized task and it sets the scene for the rest of the viewing you know i mean you know is that is that any other top tips in that then so about planning for the worst you talked about andrea about you know the sun disappears
1: mm-hmm. yeah well i mean if you've got good lighting in your house i mean i'm surprised now that so many houses uh are being built with just sort of sidewall lighting or you know you don't have a big light anymore in the house at like least, yeah. I'm saying go and put the big light on. Everybody knows what you're talking about. um So the so main light home again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just think if you don't. And the bulbs that are in your lights as well. You, you, if you do put the light on, you want to get an instant light. You don't want to have to hang around for. Say right, we'll put the light on in five minutes and then come back and look at the room. You that is just going to put people off. So. Um. Oh, be prepared. Have decent light bulbs in your house. Have the lights on, ready for the viewing, and um, you know, hopefully the sun will be out and nobody will notice if, well, if, light, if there's a dull bulb, corner.
0: Light bulbs is a big thing as well, isn't it? I mean, yeah. when you go around a house and you see somebody and they've got maybe six light bulbs in their, their a, a chandelier. <laughs> <They're> back, <laughs> their back
1: to my They've got
0: six light bulbs on their well on their lighting uh, um, chandelier or whatever it is, um, and three of them are out it just gives the wrong impression. Mm-hmm. So make sure, uh, one of the other things is make sure you replace all the light bulbs but don't have yellow ones and white ones in the same thing because it's like, oh, no, it's just, it, it just gives people the wrong impression. It's like, I'm just going to make a, 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 excuse the word, a half-arsed effort, at it, you know, <laughs> to, to, get, to to do that. Um, so you've got three yellow ones and you've got, you know, th- uh, three daylight ones which look completely different colors and it mixes up the color of your room as well because um, I'm a big fan of daylight uh, bulbs because daylight bulbs actually show what the natural naked eye can see. So when you go outside and look at a color outside, it is a completely different look in a color as you look at it inside because your bulbs are often um, what they wear. They had a yellow tinge in them uh, or an opaque tinge. And it actually makes your the colour of your walls look different than what you see outside. So I'm a big fan of daylight um, light bulbs because it it's when you've got them on even during the day, no one realises you've got them on, because there's no mm-hmm. colour to them. But they actually brighten up everything in the room and they make all the colours look vivid and vibrant as a result of 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 and it gives the right impression. Um, that's that's why I'm a big fan of daylight. You know, and and we have that in offices as well. You know, just for it's natural light it's, it's mimicking. Yeah, we You do. often
1: notice when you're out walking, well, when I'm out walking the dog at night, and a lot of people don't bother closing curtains or blinds and you can just see how bright their rooms look. And I think, gosh, I wonder what kind of, kind of light bulbs they've got because that's really good. And then other ones you go to think, oh, that. That looks quite warm and cosy, and they've got more mood lighting. And so, all my neighbours, if they're watching this just now, will be starting to close their blinds and curtains.
0: <laughs> mood lighting, mood lighting is a big thing as well, isn't it? You know, that's a that's a huge thing as well uh, to have the right lights. Um, You know, I walk in my mum's front door now, and it's like a disco. She's got one of these LED lights that changes
2: colour all the time. <laughs> that's what I. Mean. We had someone she must in Lady... know
1: you like the seventies.
2: <laughs> we had someone in Ladybank. He had. um you talk about the big light in the room, Andrea. They had down lighting in all the, in the lounge and stuff. And you had ones that changed it. You could set it to like seven different colours.
0: <laughs> yeah. Guys, final thoughts. I mean, we're at, the, we're at the hour now. So final thoughts. What's your thoughts on that? You know, final final advice that you would give anybody.
1: Make your house, um, how if you're going to sell your house, have it as you would want to see the house you're buying.
0: That's good advice, wow. that good. profound. We could have saved ourselves a lot of bother if you just come on <laughs> and said that and we could have gone out. <laughs> that could have been the show in 10 seconds. <laughs> We've taken an hour to get to 10 seconds worth.
2: A it's been statement. fun. <laughs> Jimmy, final thoughts? Yeah, um, along the same lines of Andrea, um, if you're selling your home, um, think of the reasons what made you buy the home in the first place, because that's gonna, could be the key point of why someone else wants to buy the home. Um, and obviously clean, tidy, fresh, and um, remember to be, you never know when the buyer's gonna be walking past your house or or even looking at your house. Um, to just make sure as soon as you are have made the decision that, that you're ready, basically 24 seven, you're ready for, for that buyer to walk past you. Yeah, ultimately, yeah,
0: that's absolutely it. That. I mean, all of these little details compound to to other to get you a fantastic result. Um, so, if you found, I mean, for anybody watching, if they find these tips helpful and useful, please share them with someone else. As as ever, if your property across Fife uh, and you'd like to talk about any aspect of selling or spring or moving or in general, uh, just get an idea. We've got a great instant valuation tool, um, which gives you a fantastic result straight away without actually speaking to someone often people don't want to speak to anybody. So our instant valuation tool on our website gives them a ready reckoner about the the bottom end, the top end and the midpoint um, as to value the property. And it's pretty accurate. It's pretty spot on. Um, So that's another one that you can do. So, you know, if you are going to be doing that, please feel free to get in touch. You can still message us here. We always pick up messages anyway, day, night, evening, whatever time it is. Um, We'll always pick up something and respond to you, even in a private message as well. So, uh, so that's it. Thanks very much for coming on the show, Andrea. Thanks, Jimmy, for coming on the show. And thanks, uh, and thanks, thanks. everybody else, for watching. And we'll see you all next week on the Five Property Show. Thanks, thanks. Jimmy.
1: <laughs>